0: I'm sitting in the forestry above Loch Ness with Skye at the moment, who is sitting patiently next to me under this tree. We're sheltering from the the wind from one direction so that I can record this. You might hear some some of the sounds of the wind through the trees uh, as I speak, and Skye is chewing on um, some branches just next to me, so she's quite happy. I wanted to share with you today um, some of the things that I've been doing to navigate this more tricky time in my life. I'm learning about grief which is really helping and I'm learning to respond to that and to work through it not to bury it and how to come through but how to how to get through the days as well definitely tuning into my creativity and I think that is what is helping me get through it's really interesting I wanted to share with you the five things that have been really helping me get through these weeks one I leaned into where i needed to be at the time and i decided to stay with my partner on the mainland for the past month or so because i knew that i needed to be with him rather than be uh, alone in harris uh, his caring and his, his never-ending support of me um, was just really really needed just now And this quiet time just staying at his house and walking up the hill every day with no other real agenda too. I've been making myself walk up this hill behind this house every day so I don't have to drive anywhere I just hop over the fence and go up the hill it's a fairly steep hill up to the top but once you get up to the top it's a never-ending forestry for for miles and some of it's quite sheltered so I've been out for about one to two hours most days through the sleet and the snow and the gales and the rain and sometimes Sky has run home and I've had to go back and get her sometimes she hasn't wanted to leave the house but I've tempted her with treats but I know and I know and I have learnt that through doing this one to two hour walk I go home feeling better so I, I often don't want to go out the door as well I want to just stay in warm and cozy I know that that's the knowledge but it's the knowledge that I will go home feeling better and more uplifted and more vibrant and with this adrenaline I suppose going through my body I do have to say on that note that for the first two weeks when I got back from Manchester I was um, suffering with a relapse if anybody's had post-viral syndrome chronic fatigue or anything and they've pushed themselves too far you know what I mean you hit a wall and you need to rest you have no choice but to rest otherwise you will just get worse so i did rest for the first couple of weeks i remember going out the first day and my legs wouldn't carry me for more than a minute up into the field behind the house so i went into the field behind the house for a few minutes and then went home and then i just built up really slowly from there and some days i don't feel like making it all the way up to the top so i just kind of Go slowly and then wander back down. I think what I'm trying to say is responding to what your body needs at the time is really important and being in tune with that, so, um, but we can never forget the importance and the power of the outdoors and being out in the fresh air and just taking that time, taking that space away from your computer, away from your work, away from everyone else is so valuable. And sometimes it's just so hard to get out, isn't it? But this is your encouragement to step outside that door and and go for a walk. Number three, I have been cooking again. I've been feeling the need for nourishment. I've been trying to consciously, very consciously avoid a descent into comfort eating which is the most likely thing that I will do in times of distress and when I say comfort eating it's toast and biscuits. I don't tend to have takeaways or anything really bad but I I will eat things I know aren't good for my body but maybe takes me back to a time when it felt comfortable to eat those things. So I've been letting myself have a few more biscuits than usual but balancing this out as best I can with lots of home cooked food and I also bought a ninja foodie a few weeks ago and who knew about a ninja foodie? It just changed everything for me. It was actually on Facebook Marketplace so I was looking for an air fryer but this came up so I just went and got it not knowing what it was. And now each night I prepare the veg at night uh, ready to throw everything in and I put out all the ingredients, which I did this morning, actually, I am making today a steak pie. And so I put everything ready out last night. I put it all, fried it all off, put it into the foodie, and it's on slow cooker for eight hours now. Um, And so it'll be ready for this evening. Now, not many of you will know that I spent my younger years as uh, a waitress, and then a restaurant manager, and then a standing chef and then a pastry chef and many years in the catering industry and I I also used to really enjoy baking for my kids most days but I stopped about 15 years ago having kind of had my fill of it and Margot joined us and her food was just so incredible that I didn't really need to carry on cooking and now it's back in my life and i found the joy in the simple pleasure of cooking homemade food again and number four I'm writing something that has been and years of frustration at myself at not doing this. The key to it actually was setting up a desk. I was prompted one night by my friend Joe Boyle who asked me, are you still writing? And I was like, oops, I've slipped into not writing because it's a fairly tricky thing for me to do. And so that prompted me to go and create a space because I know that when you create a space for something, it doesn't have to be a big room, a big fancy room. Mine's actually just a desk in one of our rooms, so it's a dedicated desk to the writing and I've put the pens out, I've put my notebooks out, I've put my books out and I know that I can go to that space and then almost you become much more likely to do the thing that the space is intended for. And so it began and now I'm taking time to organise all my notes that have been all over the place for years and years and actually uh, writing at the moment which is great it's very, I'm finding that very therapeutic as well. Even if it's just journaling and um, just free writing as well. And number five, I am sleeping and disconnecting my mind as much as I need to. And again, I'm just responding to what I need at any particular time during that day. And sometimes it all gets too much and overwhelm kicks in as it does very quickly when you are going through grief or anything else which is similar. So I found a TV show on Now TV which is called Bloods and has been very easy to watch and fun and all pretty much nonsense but there's room for nonsense and allowing the mind to rest a while. So those are the things that I'm doing to navigate this difficult time. I hope it helps you to think about the things that you could be doing and I think the most important thing is just really tuning in to what makes you feel better. We all all are different. And the things that work for me won't necessarily work for you, but they are just suggestions. The most important thing is to, to listen, to notice and to notice when you do that thing, is that uplifting you? Is that making you feel better? And connect back to that. And just repeat i hope it helps you in some way i will leave you with that for now so i will see you on the next episode take care for now